Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We get in the mind of the comic. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Sandra Carusi and I am going to join the Ontario PC Party. Are you really? Yeah. Since when? Just now? Well, people are dropping like flies. They yeah. can't seem to find anyone. So I think I'm going to throw uh, my hat in the ring, maybe cry a bit. You know what, Sandra? Mm. Uh, I, and I, I would have to support that as your comedy, your your radio spouse. Yes. I'm like your radio wife, I feel like. Yes. Uh, I don't know, though, because I read this thing that Dougie Ford wanted to jump in there. And I, I would like a little taste of Ford Nation to come back, little you know? Ford Nation. Yeah, why not? Drive a Ford. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. You versus Doug, that would be some heated uh, debate. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a week, though. And then uh, I saw the Grammys there because um, I wanted to dull my mind a bit, yeah. take all the rough edges off and go completely dumb for about three hours. I, I Who was at the Grammy? Is there like five people left that can be at award shows now that haven't gotten assault charges? <laughs> like no one in the room anymore? There was a comment. Somebody did make something. That, that's a, that's a very funny. It was, you know, it was a different vibe this year on the Grammys. Um mm-hmm. Maybe we'll bring our panel in on it uh, in a few minutes. I just know that Donald Glover was on it. My yeah, fave. Glover. Yeah. A couple That's my of, dude crush. Well, a couple of our panelists here. Neil Griffin. What's going on? Producer, promoter, the guy behind Crack Me Up Comedy. It's really cool. He does a lot of independent shows, and uh, we like this because it gives a lot of work to a lot of comics. Thank you, Neil. And so does Gary Rideau Jr. of Comedy Bar. Oh, Hello. So you you bought you had originally bought this little place kind of like you were doing what Neil was doing you bought this little place and then you decided to rent it out to comics. Yeah, I just thought I wanted to have a rectangle in a basement where I could do shows with my friends and then go home and it would be nice and easy. And um, <clears throat> it's not that. <laughs> it's not. No. Why? Well, it blew up. Oh, it's just like a real business. You have to have like staff and like keep books and like have an accountant oh, and got to be a grown up. Yeah, like you know, red tape, Whatever. just things, right? Like yeah, actual real things. Yeah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Sorry, our food just came in from Against the Grain. Thank you yeah, for I, our friends at Against the Grain. I was confused what you had me here for because that looks like a stack of like nine pizzas. I <laughs> yeah. was like, is this or is, is this a radio? Is this an eating contest? Yeah. I guess you just listen to an eating contest and don't see it. That's a weird yeah. eating contest. No, you know why my family's here? That's my brother Dom. Hello. And my Hi, nephew uh, Peter. Hi. And my niece Alicia works on the show. Oh well, man, I love family you, affair. We do yeah. this. It's what we do. You have the weirdest house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Sandra's running gag. She just points to people that are in the studio that no one listening can actually hear. That's like a running theme every week. Uh, yeah. I swear the people she just listed are actually here. Yeah. Uh, They're just off so, mic. So, okay. So you have, but you start out as a promoter before you, like, like what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was doing shows. I was performing in shows and producing the shows. I, my, like I was independently producing the shows myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Toronto at the time, you know, there there wasn't much going on. You kind of did shows at the back of the like Rivoli or uh, you know at the yeah. ba- at the back of Clinton's. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, spirits had a room, and yeah, you know, you'd go catch a room somewhere, maybe Neil's place in Brampton, right? That's right. I know, and you know what? And this is when we always go back to the big question. You know, the star system in Canada. I think if we just have more places to play, we could create this system on our own. No. I think I so. Know. Maybe that's something we got to talk about. We're, well, get, we're getting there, I think. I think so too. I, I'm feeling it, but we're in it, though, guys. Is it because we're in it? 
that we think like it's exploding now, the comedy business? It's like, wow. No, I, I mean, I think we're, I, I think I'm seeing, or look, maybe there are a few stars in every generation and it doesn't feel like there's much turnover in that. So we all just think the same people that have been famous since we started in comedy are the only other people who are famous in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I it, it more recently, and again, it sucks to say recently, but like Mark Forward is a guy who, when he books a weekend at the bar, sells out all of his shows. And uh, normally people don't do that independently at my place. Like, uh, you know, someone has a show like Superstars of Comedy and that show once a month sells out. But for a comic of his own name to just have a show and sell out, it's pretty rare. And Mark's yeah. capable of doing yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, a guy that, like K-Trev now is capable of doing that. Yeah. That's a big deal, actually, right? Like, we all even, agree. Even, even Rose Theater, uh, they told me there's only, I think, two comics that have sold out the main stage, which is like 880 seats. And yeah. that's Frank Spadone. Yes. And Russell Peters. Yes. As their own billing. Their I was going to just yeah. say those two names. Well, and yeah. I think like in the past decade, like Comedy Bar kicked the door open for this where it's comics producing their own shows. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to necessarily fight your way through that chain club system yes. to get that state. You can go into a place like Comedy Bar if you confront the money for the room, promote it yourself, they'll mm-hmm. throw some weight behind it and you can actually, this is driving a lot of new formats that have stuck around. Well, and I'll say this too, right? Like there there are obviously advantages to both systems. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, by putting comics in a position to self-produce, they're also doing more work in terms of self-promotion. So yeah. that, you know, p- uh, comics are more aware of the fact that they need to have active social media accounts, yes. set up their website, be good at pushing themselves as an artist. Uh, by the same token, you know, I've seen comics who toiled in the independent scene forever and just never broke through as a good comic and then got hired at Yucks and learned how to work for a real audience and became great comics. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting path. I want to talk about these different paths because sometimes we have new comics who listen and kind of want to hear this, but sometimes just general uh, interest in the genre. Um, This is all kind of fascinating stuff, so we'll hear about that after the break. I want to thank uh, Holly Garvey-Penny of Bosley Real Estate, who's also here with us today. Hello, Holly. She was here earlier (laughs) teaching us all great things on condo living in Toronto. We're always appreciative of Holly in the house. And our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping us see comedy better. Whoa, can I ever see it now? Smooth, man. Whoa. More on that on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Sandra Cruci on Inside Jokes, showcasing the best in comedy. Hey, everybody, this is Inside Jokes. And uh, we just go everywhere. We talk about different stuff, what's going on. The Grammys were on last week. I've still got a Twitch. I don't know how I feel about this stuff. Panelists, we got Gary Rideout, Neil Griffin, their producers, their comics. Are you even comics, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you guys are working behind the scenes so much that, like, do you get to get in front of the mic? Yeah, yeah no, I, I host, uh, well, not yeah. so much the Saturday now because I'm running the, the comedy club. But every Wednesday for five years, I've been hosting Doing shows. Thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I knew that. I do a lot more improv uh, because I can just show up and play. So, you know, we have a show Fridays at 8 that is our, like, marquee in-house show yes, called Catch 23. Yes. That show is sold out every week. And yes. I get to play on that, and I host some shows. And, you know, I'm working a lot in, uh, you know, TV stuff right now. So I'm kind of busy with that. Like what? Uh, like I just uh, did season two of a web series with Chris Jericho, the wrestler, for CBC. Mm-hmm. So we just released that last month, and I'm developing another show for CBC right now. So mm-hmm. like a half hour uh, televised show. So mm-hmm. uh, working on stuff like that. We're working on um, 
doing short sets like stand-up actually uh digital content for cbc as well nice uh, so yeah so they're really their cbc's doing a lot of work on their cbc comedy kind yeah. of brand and they're uh, it's finally getting savvy with that the last yeah. couple of years they're picking up a lot of people in the stand-up scene in toronto and sketch. yes yeah. and our people like i like to say quote our people that independent writers yeah. Yeah, yeah who've been working so hard finally yeah they're being really smart about understanding that like if everything is going to move online like you have to be multifaceted in how you approach it so yeah. they are they are doing written content they are doing digital yeah video a lot content. of digital yeah and uh and b- that will build you know whatever their youtube channel has fifty-two thousand subscribers it's not a ton but it's like more than anyone else is doing. They're, they're, you know, they are committing the resources to having that exist when the whole world moves v- off of. It's very respect. Did you say fifty-two thousand? Yeah, well, I'll take it. I <laughs> wanted to get into a little bit too what we were going into before the break because mm-hmm. it really. Uh, and a lot of comics don't understand this. We've even, you know, we've had very good comics on the show who you get mm. them behind a radio mic and it's like trying to squeeze water out of a stone, right? Yeah. They just clam it's up. Cindy Brady on Brady Bunch. They just completely aren't good at that sort of self-promotion thing, which is an art in itself, right? Yeah. And producing solid shows and filling those seats. I mean, I've always run my own shows since I got to Toronto. And to me, that's always been... That that hour before the show, when you're waiting for those seats to fill, oh is the worst feeling oh in the world. The only I thing I know, oh it's gosh, the only yeah. thing I know. Like when I first started doing it, it was going out, postering, uh, handing out flyers in the mall, like yeah. talking to people, hitting the buy and sells Painful. on Facebook, like anything that you can do to to start. Uh, you know, some type of an audience, and then you had to build from that. Yeah, MySpace you know? used to be so effective. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, remember, like before Facebook on MySpace, you could put your poster up and then post it to people's walls, like, and and it was okay to do that. Yeah. And it's like even Facebook's kind of become useless now, whereas it was a good marketing tool at first. Yeah. Well, I was on Tinder the other day, and I saw. Then there was an ad for Pat after Jackie on Tinder. Okay. That show that like Pat. I mean, and I know Jackie the show, doing, but yeah. I I yeah, didn't yeah. want I, I didn't want you to have to admit you were on I've Tinder. Seen on comics. <laughs> I've seen comics. No, this show knows already. They've, I've seen comics advertise on Tinder, like they'll they'll you know meet a girl and they're like, oh, by the way, I have this show, and that's yeah. how they're getting that's people to brilliant. come out. It it works. because you're not a real person it anymore works. once you do this. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially when thirteen girls come out thinking they're just meeting you, and oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah we, thanks we, for the crowd. Well, we had someone running a show called the Tinder Show, and they were getting all kind. Like, I mean, they were promoting through Tinder, and everybody from Tinder was coming and meeting up. And I was like, isn't now aren't you just meeting in person? What oh. is this the app anymore? You know what? Yeah. After this show is the dating relationship show with Laura Bellotta, my little Alicia here producer are you on this we're doing this we're gonna we're gonna put you up on tinder and you're just there to scoop dudes and then they're gonna show up to my comedy show just come and do tinder tales yeah talk about It'll whatever work. dudes you scooped that is the funniest thing i have i swear to god guys that's crazy It'll talk work. it'll work but i love it wait just lock that- the door yeah, <laughs> I I know people were going in like the free section on Craigslist to just offer <laughs> yeah. comps to people f- to shows, and then Craigslist had to be like, you can't do that. Can't. Like that's not what it's for. But people were doing it. I think one of the trickiest things in Toronto too, and definitely for you guys, you guys help change this, Gary. Is you'll get because this city is so oversaturated with comics of every level, right? And tons of open micers and stuff like this. This is sort of the hub. You get people who come out to actual legitimate shows sometimes, and their only experience being at a live comedy show was they stumbled into some open mic happening in the back of a bar, and it was just a terrible experience. And that's their perception of what stand-up yeah. comedy is, because they're like, well, I was at a show once, and it was there was three people there yelling at me at the front, you know? So people just come in off the street and go to go to comedy bar, and it sort of gets its own built-in audience, right? Yeah. No, that's the good part. And um... I wish. 
Well, no, yeah. I mean, it's, why? Well, well it's, we don't have the walk up. It's yeah. different in Brampton, especially yeah. in our location. Drive we don't. Up. We don't have what's called. Yeah, we don't have. I was going to walk to Brampton to one of the shows. <laughs> but. No, unless you're downtown Brampton, honestly, yeah. there's no foot traffic. So right. my my advertisement has to be banners and and signs to direct people to the club. So that's that's good, where it's harder. You're good at a lot of social too. Social media is very important too. Yeah. Neil, uh, Gary doesn't have to do it as much though, but. Yeah, the producers we, I, do. We, yeah, but we do quite a bit. I mean, you know, we have a social media media coordinator who who okay. operates all of our sites and deals with all of the shows in house to work with them. I mean, we have a lot of shows and a lot uh, like a lot of cross pollination of audience because. Mm-hmm. You know, people will come for the first time to see something and then they get, you know, maybe they only trust that show. So they'll come again and they'll go a third time. Then they're like, then they get adventurous. They want to know what else is on the schedule because they realize that the bar is a mishmash of all these different shows. And so then they start checking out other stuff. I love that. You know, I think I undermine the fact that there's this this great community in Toronto that just loves comedy. Like, you forget. GTA. I'll say GTA, Neil. Sorry. We're getting there. Brampton's I'll, getting there. I'm a Miss Saga girl, so I'm with you. Well, we, like comedy bars like our cheers, right? So like sometimes you'll yeah. go in there just because you know you're going to run into everybody on exactly. any given night, That's right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and so, well, two things. First, you know, talking about the scene in Toronto, I was talking to some, like a producer the other day, they were concerned because Weird Al's coming in March and they didn't want to program against Weird Al being here. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, in November, I think the last weekend in November, Chris Rock was at the Air Canada Centre, Jim Jeffries was at the Sony oh, yeah. Centre. Oh, um, I remember uh, um, uh, somebody, somebody else was at Queen Elizabeth Theatre. All, all of them sold out, and it was a Saturday night, and all our shows at Comedy Bar sold out. Yeah. So, so there is an audience for everyone. That's, that's 30,000 people seeing comedy on the same night. Well, yeah. that, that's, that's JFL in Montreal, and people go, I don't understand how the local bars still fill up. I'm like, no kidding, because the whole city is there for comedy. So if it's a JFL 42 or something <clears throat> we have going on, People are here to play, you know? Yeah, people are just in that zone. They're in that mindset, for sure. We'll talk about more being in the zone. (laughs) I don't know. Did you like that segue? Yeah. Is that still on YTV? Is that... Remember the zone? Yeah. Carlos? Same building. Inside (laughs) jokes. And that's on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. More next after the break. This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Let's talk about Inside Jokes, Dean Young. Let's yeah. do that. And your little um, podcast. My little podcast. Yeah, hey, let's talk about all the guests you put on that show, but don't bring on this one. Let's no, I stopped that. I stopped putting them on there. I Did you? Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. You just shifted everything here? Yeah, and, you know, Am I'm I going to find out? Or? I'm tired. Well, my studio tired? is like a frightening looking place at Queen and Dufferin too from the outside <laughs> the inside's nice but you go outside and you think you took a wrong turn not like a warm hug like this place this not is not as warm much hug. What's the, right. what's the parking <laughs> cost at your place, Dean? Zero. Yeah, really. That's true. <laughs> zero. But you might it might get broken into, but it's yeah. zero. Yeah. Well, you parked illegally over there. That's good. Yeah. You're going to owe them your shirt. That's okay. That's uh, Neil. That's Neil Griffin with Gary Rideout uh, Comedy Bar. Neil is an independent producer, promoter, booker behind Crack Me Up Comedy Label, and uh, you two work very hard at putting shows together and uh, performing. And there's some trends out and about. We're talking about sometimes Dean and I talk about these trends in comedy. Would you agree? In in what means? Uh, formatics like storytelling. Oh yeah. Um, Dean, what were you talking about? 
Well, actually, before the break, we were talking about uh, Comedy Bar does always this festival of new formats. And Comedy Bar in general has like a lot of producers go there and yes. just sort of experiment with these crazy. Yeah. So Sensory Overload was the show, right, that we oh, were talking Dave, about? Yeah, Dave Burke show where like, you know, you have to wear headphones and <laughs> music's blasting into the headphones or like they make you stand backwards and not face the audience. Like just things that. While mm-hmm. you're doing your material, you can't actually tell how the audience is reacting to it or not. So wow, blindfold whatever. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done blindfold. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's like The Voice or some <laughs> of these music programs, but in comedy. Well, yeah. and I think it's like a gr- it's a great example, like between what Neil does and between what Gary does too, of completely different audiences. Because at Comedy Bar and also kind of to some degree Bad Dog, you get people who just like going there, mm-hmm. and they're kind of open to whatever. They'll just go there and like. I'll just see this. I well, go. I got I got three different audiences. Like I'm I got the theater audience. So a yeah. lot of them are you know plus forty. You know they get, they get dressed up. They're looking mm-hmm. for a different show. Then I have the crack me up comedy club where you know it's it's I'd say around the same age but maybe a little more rowdy. But then I also have yeah. the, the 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 weed comedy club where I get that other audience, and okay. that's where we, that's where we do the interesting shows. Like Mark Goodman has a, a roast battle that he does yeah. uh, called Heroes versus Villains, where comics dress up as famous. You know, either fictional or non-fictional people, and we they roast each other. Yeah, That's so in cool. character. In character, like the two people from the room. Remember uh, yes. uh, Lisa and uh, why am I not thinking of the guy's name from the room? That, oh, the oh, old room. Going Tommy back. Wiseau, but Tommy, I can't. Yeah. yeah, Tommy Wiseau's character. I can't think. Yeah, I can't think of his name now for some reason, and that's probably a good thing. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah we, we not we, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mark. Yeah. Uh, so we've done that. A uh, lot of different formats. You know what I yeah. mean? It's it's a good place to try it out. So it's nice to hear that, you know, you have a place to do that. Yeah. I mean, we do it, you know, the festival of new formats is the first week of January. We do it because people are just coming off the holidays. It's going to be, it would be normally would be a quiet week anyway. Mm-hmm. And also everyone yeah. spent all their money. So uh, <laughs> people submit for the festival. The shows are all free. Uh, so Ooh, that people, when is this? It's Where? it's the first week of January, oh. and it's uh, the shows are all free, so that people get what they pay for because mm. we can't guarantee <laughs> what the quality of the shows is going to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a show, we had Borat Prov. I was <laughs> mentioning to you guys, which was just like tw- twelve Borats out on stage doing a long form improv set. But like they came out, they all lined up, they all said, "Hi, I'm Borat," and then they proceeded to all walk out in the audience and shake everyone's head, the entire crowd, oh like just twelve Borats walking around thanking everyone for being. Did anyone there. have a Hugging thong, people. like one of those like no, the no, ones? nobody no. had yeah, nobody had the the, the ultra green. Uh, oh. bit. They all had the gray suit and okay. like it was. Now we know what comics do when they're off. Time. You know what? It's perfect <laughs> too. Like because if that show had happened when Borat just came out, when the movie just no, came out, people been would awful. be like, no, there's yeah. no way. But now twelve years later, but those shows great. are for comics. Those shows yeah. are for us. Those shows yes. are giving us something different than just going out there and doing our same seven to ten minutes. Yeah, we can go out and experiment. And sometimes we get a joke out of it. Yeah. Or a story, and or you know, something. I try to I try to keep those things like again. That's the first week of the year; it's free. I try to make it clear to the audience, you know, this is why the, these are the parameters that allow us to get away with this kind of stupid show. You know, I try to keep the the things on the weekends more accessible, and then the fringe time slots more for things where we can, you know, play around. Yeah, and the audiences that are, you know, it's like programming anything. It's like a TV schedule or anything else, right? Mm-hmm. You put your hits in the middle, and you put the other things around them. And then you get like built-in audiences, like Rap Battles has a recurring audience. Uh, Laugh Sabbath. People go to Laugh Sabbath every Thursday, and and all the rotating hosts know that, and they'll just sort of play around with new concepts every time. I do want to say though, Neil, by the way, 420 Comedy Club, 
is, I think, my favorite, if you want to say weed audience, weed room audience. They're, like, they're receptive. They're, they're they watching really the show. Every I'd say 99% of the people are watching. There might be that one or two stoner that's not paying attention, yeah, but and they're can, there for the it's show. It's just, just milder weed in Brampton. Is, yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Because no, no. you can really like uh, play around with stuff there, and they're yeah. always so receptive. Cause, uh, and I like doing a lot of like the pot rooms in Toronto. I do a lot of them. But sometimes you go in and it's like everybody's comatose, right? It's like awakenings Shocking. or something. Kenny Kenny yeah. Robinson said that's his workout room. He said he did two and a half. <laughs> it's so fun. He set a record. He did two and a half hours. I remember when wow. you posted it, Neil. Yeah. Was that and you going, yeah. Kenny just did two hours? Not one person left. The show was three and a half hours and not one person left. Wow. Wow. That's Kenny, though, for you. He's going to be on the show next week. But they, yeah, but they, all, right. but they all checked their watch after and were like, whoa, I thought that was only 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Their legs didn't work, oh, so they were just there. Talent. Oh, he wrapped it up four times. He's like, oh, wow. I think I'm going to have to get out of here. And then... Speaking of, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try that. I can't even do seven minutes before people want me off. So uh, inside jokes, stay tuned on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is Inside Jokes. Uh, just one big party in here. Why it not? really is. I love it. I like every week you have like a family reunion on this show or something. <laughs> There's like 12 people in the studio. Brother Dom's here. Yeah. My nephew Pete. My niece Alicia is here for the regular abuse each week. Your relatives, people from Canadian TV shows. Yeah, randomly. Me. Yeah, Me. our next guest coming up for the dating relationship show. That's right. Dean showed up, never left. And then, of course, Gary Rideout Jr. and Neil Griffin. Welcome, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before the break, we were talking about all the different kind of styles. I think we talked formats. about that. Formats. They go on at uh, the good old comedy bar. Yeah. You know what? I, I thought of a good one actually during the break, you guys. Because oh, <laughs> you were talking about Borat Prov. Mm -hmm. Because I just went and Boogie Nights played again at the at the Royal Theatre here in Toronto, I want to do one where you're trying to do a set and there's just a guy whipping firecrackers at you the whole time <laughs> while you're up there. Right? Or I maybe that's how he likes you. dressed as Mark Wahlberg in different characters and just oh, do stand-up as a Mark Wahlberg <laughs> Mark character. Mark Wahlberg stand-up? Like, yeah, from all different characters. That he, but same voice, but just dressed okay. Cater Wahlburgers to it. I love it. Let's you talk gotta... about who do you think is funny? Gary Rideout Jr. Oh, well, I, I just saw Courtney Gilmore do a great set oh, on yeah, Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. She sold she out the Rose it. Theater. Yeah. Did she? So, yeah. I just saw her on um, um, Beaverton. Yeah. Was it Beaverton? Yeah, yeah Courtney's having yeah. an amazing, I was going to say year, but the last couple of years, but she. She kind of right out of the gate. She's been around for a few years now, but just kind of mm -hmm. sort of came up fast. Oh, yeah, she's incredible. No, she's going fast. Yeah, yeah. So Courtney is um, um, the amputee. She was born that way. Um, both arms, I believe, and one of her legs. Yeah. And she was in here on our show, too, and we talked about it and what it's like working with that and stuff. And it's always been part of her life, so it's not that big of a deal. And, um, you know, she's truthfully funny. Yeah, and you she's know? she's running this campaign right now for her bionic leg. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag dream leg. That's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I saw her win the homegrown in uh, Montreal back in the for summer JFL, in July. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then even even you know the set I saw on Sunday night was like all different from that and equally crushed. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's great. I was going to say like the one one thing that really stands out about her too is is when she just completely changes gears into something entirely different where she's mm -hmm. not even addressing that. Mm -hmm. And she's just, as a comic, just writing about something that's happening now. She's just 
equally as strong. Like mm-hmm. you know, she's just a really naturally strong comic. Well, yeah, that's someone we want to watch for. Well, and hilariously apologetic about not having a segue to go into that yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is something that happened on Sunday. She's like, "I'm sorry, I'm just not going to give you one." Now <laughs> I'm talking about this. Yeah. Now, how about when we talk about comics? Because I started watching the Letterman special. Did you guys watch that? He's he interviewed. Yep. Uh, it's like comedians in cars without the cars and without right. the coffee. Mm-hmm. It's more of um, actors and studio. He, Inside the, the actor studio. Yeah, yeah the first plus, one. He plus, did. David Letterman has charm. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first one he did was with uh, uh, Obama. I lo- I did watch that one. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for the next one, right, brother? Yeah. <laughs> the next black <laughs> president. Huh? The next black president. Yeah. <laughs> or were you saying to your brother who's in the studio? To my bra, because uh, he mouthed Obama because I had forgotten. Uh, okay. Because I was right. like, it's, uh, uh, and I'm looking for one of you people to tell me who it is. Well, you told yeah. me it's going to be Oprah next, by the way, that Did she I announced. Yeah. Because you watch the award shows. I don't watch these things. I, I can't handle That's my this. job in life. It is. I don't watch them ever. <laughs> yeah. You were bringing up the Grammys earlier. That's why I made it clear that Courtney's set that I watched was on Sunday night okay. when the Grammys were on. See? So I didn't right. see the Grammys. See? Yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I was watching comedy. And uh, Always working, man. Always and also, working. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd uh, Greenleaf Vapor Lounge, actually a tie-in for Courtney. We're actually doing uh, Greenleaf Gives Back to help one of our sponsors who has a prosthetic leg. And it's actually, it doesn't fit him properly. Mm-hmm. So it's tearing up his stump. So we actually raised enough money. I think we raised $2,500 over the last wow. two shows. And now he's actually being able to get his leg. So, we, you know, the wow. stoners do have money. But we, had, we did give away... a load of stuff yeah, yeah. Wow. so a lot, a lot of stuff from his store a lot of stuff from legacy and, and you were and, rubbing your leg when you were describing <laughs> it and i thought i thought you were gonna say tearing up his jeans <laughs> like no no just... he's a good friend of mine and to be able to do something nice for like as a producer and to be able to say like because of that i was able to give him a new leg like it, it you don't feel any better stoners you know, so. who care that's what you'll that's, find that's, yeah. yeah. that's my oh, puppy that's, <laughs> somebody start that charity if it doesn't exist already stoners i'll do it is great i'll do it I love stoners who care. We're going to stick to them um, and support them from the bottom of my heart. Because nothing says love like a stoner with some Doritos and brownies. And money. And money. (laughs) Whatever they'll give us. That they didn't spend on, uh, on other stuff. Well, we'll talk after the break on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, I'm John Cattucci from You Gotta Eat Here. So when I'm not eating food... I'm listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Inside Jokes is brought to you by Hakeem Optical, the bears of fine eyewear. Thank you, Hakeem. Because of you, I can see better. I can. They've asked me to do this uh, thing um, in, uh, like behind their eyes. It's this little web series they have going on. It's kind of cool, the people they feature. So They're doing a web series? It. Yeah, ah. it's running now, so you can check it out. I only hear their jingle in, in my head when you say their name. Like, <laughs> as soon as you hear it, it just plays through your head. I know. Isn't it so, great? It, good marketing. It, it really is. It works. I, I, bet, I bet they shoot the whole web series out of focus. Oh, <laughs> sell, that's genius! Yeah, that is. Sell so yeah. many more glasses. Right? This is why CBC has, has hired you. That's yeah. that is absolutely no. genius. Yeah. I unfortunately have 2020 vision, but I do have those aviators that you got me from Hakeem Optical, and those oh. are lovely. Are those the ones that you uh, you wore on the cover of your uh, brand new comedy album? That's that's, that's right. Thank you. Yeah, on Lifehack, available now. <laughs> wow, look at that. Get me the nice cat, the expensive cat food. <laughs> hey guys, problems. What, what? Uh, who are the Canadian comics you wish more of our audience knew about? Kenny Robinson. I know. Like honestly, that guy should yeah. have like two, three houses 
Let you know me ask. I, mean? like, I know. Like Let he's me, he's such a talent. Such I just want to ask these guys, my brother, my nephew, Dom and um, Peter, who are not in the business. As just uh, I'm in it. That's as close as they are. Do you guys know who Kenny Robinson is? Have you heard of the name? No, I haven't. Heard and that's what yeah. hurts. It, See, hurt, it hurts us as comics because I had the same thing with Glenn Fox. If you ask someone it's under the age that. of thirty, sometimes. Yeah. They well, have no they, idea. Kenny's no, one of those guys where if you like Google him and just show it to people, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. we know as Canadian comics, how many times in your life do you hear, and if he's been on the show, but every time you go to whatever town, people come up and be like, hey, have you ever met Russell Peters? That's the same thing you get asked every time. But there's so many Canadian comics that people should know about yeah. who are like household names for us. Martha yeah. Chavez. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have Kenny on next nice. week. but Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, you know, we don't know what to do. I guess to provide media platforms like this, we try to, you know, get the name out there, um, the shows that are being done. But it's really hard to figure out. I guess the audiences go out. Yeah, I want to see Kenny host, like, Canada's Next Talk Show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. televised, you know, like him asking the questions. Like, that's what we need. Instead of Mike Bullard, the yeah. way he hacked it. Well, I just, I just think Kenny would, would ask the questions <laughs> that from, nobody sir? else will. You yeah. know what I mean? I, hey, sir, where are you from? <laughs> What's Oren Isaacs doing now? That's what, right? uh, he, he actually did the music for But I'm Chris Jericho. Did he really? He, yeah, he does. That's amazing. He does music for TV shows and stuff. Like he 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 uh, does, yeah, all the audio. He's, he's, yeah, he's really good at it. <laughs> Oren was always my favorite person on that show. Um, I feel like audiences should go go to shows like Last Sabbath and stuff because that, that's like the next crop of... Well, you know, I mean, there are so many, you know, Arthur Simeon's amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, Arthur. Uh, Man, I, I don't like a, a list could get crazy. There, there are a ton of great. Don't want to miss anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. I'm like, I don't want to start naming names, and then other I people know. here and go, "You didn't say me." But I'm like, you know, there, I, there are like, like I think Chris Locke is brilliant. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and he Fang like, Joe uh, just killed it at Nubian Nights, and this kid's on a two or three shows a night. He's Mm-hmm. He is amazing, and I don't know why more people aren't talking about him either. And, and he's he, just gotten to Toronto like what two year, year and a half ago or something. Who's this? He, he Fang Joe. He he's he uh, he did my uh, comedy club last weekend. Uh, just did Nubian nights. I mean, even yeah. Kenny gave him a shout out saying, "Hard work and dedication and respect will get you far." Well, okay. and it's like it, it it's it's. I think the internet is going to be a big part of this exposure. Like you know, Dean Smith, who I think is great, yeah, has has a clip from a, you know Halifax Comedy Festival or something oh, yeah. like that, and and it's over a million views now. Yeah, and but she did that same, years ago, didn't she? I, yeah, it might be a yeah. year or two old. But but the point is, like, when else has has you know an unknown stand up virtually unknown? Like, no offense to well, her. Look at yeah. like Rita but, and uh, Natish doing that 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 Weed Channel or whatever. They're getting yeah. million and a half hits. Yeah, no one knew who they were, and now hits. people know who they are. Well, and the yeah. The important thing is, what sorry, we want is, we really do want the, the comedic talent to be figuring out how to do that. For yeah. I, I would rather Deanne yes. get those million views than some YouTube personality who's a moron with no skills. Exactly. Well, me and yeah. you actually, Gary, had this, it was on like the stand-up community or something. It was at JFL 42 a couple years ago when Miranda Sings was one, because the festival Ouch. started headlining YouTubers. I remember Ouch. that. And yeah. I get why, because they bring in... Look at you're running a festival. You yeah. just want people you to want fill bodies. up the Sony Center, yeah. and they they bring in a couple thousand people. But to see Canadian comics actually get to that level, that's the goal right there, right? Yeah, and, and, and the here bo- at home. And the bottom line is, if you if a comic has a YouTube channel and some YouTube personality has a channel, over time the audiences should move towards the comedian because mm-hmm. they're they're 
presenting a skill set that they have. Whereas a YouTube personality literally has nothing. They're morons. Yeah. And we need to, the comics need to pick up on that and, and, yeah. and do that. But they're busy like fighting about some dumb crap online <laughs> instead right. of making an effort That's towards right. their careers. Like yeah. Nicole Arbor. They, everybody talks about Nicole Arbor. Well, you know what? Girlfriend's on there doing stuff all day on her little mm -hmm. phone. And her yeah. little pink Barbie phone. And I think you don't have to like her. I think you could spend that time and energy making some of this stuff yourself the way you want to do it, right? Yeah. If you worry about what other people are doing in comedy or in showbiz, you'll go nuts anyways. Yes. No, and if you that's know? how you want to become about your success, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's not for me, but... Yeah. You know, like, you're you're essentially being Ann Coulter. So if that's <laughs> yeah, what you want to yeah. do, go ahead and do that. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's, it's just... I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not going to, like... Get in a fight with you about it. You're on the wrong side of history, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, you know? but, yeah. But but that is a way you can go. You know, like it, it's it's like how controversial Danny's always trying to be, and it's like mm -hmm. it's exhausting. But if that's how you want to have your success, I would rather you have it by being a funny comedian. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think passion is what drives every comic. Doesn't matter what, what we're talking about, and I think that's where it comes out. We like our good brawls every so often. Yeah, I'm getting fired up, and we're we only have one segment left. Yeah, look out! <laughs> now we're gonna do. Well, we're gonna talk about some fun stuff after the break. Right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip is update your condo evaluation. Do you know what your condo is worth? Because right now, the condo market is hot. Typically, condos were evaluated every year or two. But with today's hot condo market, if your condo was assessed even three months ago, it's time to have a reassessment. Know what your condo is worth. Call or email me for an evaluation and reassessment. I can help you. So they can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes, we get behind the joke, but we also get behind the news story here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Big news stories like what Neil Griffin's going to tell us right now, Neil. Well, no, I heard that uh, with the whole Bitcoin craze, uh, mm -hmm. 50 Cent. One of his albums, which was a poor, poor album, uh, but it was it was basically Wait, he was 50 even by fifty I know, right? cent standards. Was, yeah, I think it was like his last album. He was <laughs> paid in in bitcoins, uh, with you know the the sales of the sh of of the CD, yeah. and now he's made I forget, but it's it's billions. Fifty the, bitcoins. Yeah. Yeah, he's made it. Dean, say your stupid joke. I mean, say your joke. You have a big Well, no, I was going to say 50 cents worth. But I already did it on the break. I know, I'm sorry. I, I will just say it on the It didn't work then either. Let's it be did, fair with did. everybody. It was dead in the room when I did it. Uh, you, you guys see 50 Cent throw out that first pitch at a baseball game, and it was no. like, oh, no, they let him come back. Did you see they let him come back? back? This year. Yeah, yeah they're a 10 year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst pitch he's to open a game ever. It's famously the worst yeah. pitch really? to open a game Like ever. if you oh pitched God. with your left hand, but like 10 times worse. You know oh what I mean? Gosh. Like just. Like you've never thrown if a ball, I, but then also I, I, did I'm it. I'm left-handed, so that would be really okay. weird if I'm so, hold on, I'm left-handed too, but I still back. couldn't do it. Let's go back. So if you have no talent, you put out an album. I could, I could, I could do that. I, I did that in November. Yeah. 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 See, Dean did it. We yeah. could. We put yeah. out no talent. Well, albums. no, because someone, you know, back then Bitcoin was nothing. So we're like, oh, we'll pay you in, 
you know, yeah. 60,000 Bitcoins Bingo and it was worth markers. nothing. Yeah. And yeah. He yeah, just sat, he didn't know he had it. Someone said, hey, by the way, you have this hard drive with like a bunch of Bitcoins. And I don't understand Bitcoins at all. And I refuse to learn. They're doing I just well. don't understand. There's a documentary on Netflix. There's a guy yeah. that's digging up his uh, a dumpster because he threw, he threw out, out his, hard it, drive, his hard drive and has... he's spending $100,000 or something to scour an area that he knows it's at because he knows there's millions <laughs> there's... and millions of dollars. Yeah, so apparently what? there's, apparently there's seven... Seventy-seven million dollars of Bitcoin equivalent on his hard drive that he threw out. What? Because it wasn't worth anything when he threw it. But away. they have an idea of when he threw it this out and where hilarious. they dumped the garbage. But you can only use them like online to yeah. buy things, right? Like you can't like live off it. You can't like pay a mortgage. And I'm not can, telling there's you. There's things I'm not you can buy. You. Yeah. Possibly. You can pay for private schools. You can you can buy some people sell houses. You can yeah. also yeah. you really? can also convert it to currency. To oh, you can yeah. currency. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a lot you can do. Oh, okay. Girls. Just boys, in general, there's everyone. a lot you can do. There's, uh, if you go to Backpage, I'm sure a lot of them yeah. are accepting yeah. Bitcoin as a payment. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. we're, we're going to start pl- speaking of. Let's go yeah, to Backpage. Plug, plug town. The Backpage of Inside Jokes right now is where we start selling stuff. This is our Backpage. Is it? Yeah, yeah go. That is okay. what it is. So uh, if you want to catch uh, Crack Me Up Comedy, uh, we are every uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, 55 Rutherford Road South inside uh, Joker's Hideout. Uh, it's 7 and 10 p.m., only 10 bucks. Uh, this week when this airs, uh, we're going to have Mark Anthony Synagoga and Humble Howard. And uh, you can also catch us at uh, Greenleaf Vapor Lounge every Saturday at 9. Uh, bring your own stuff. And uh, also uh, also at Rose Theatre. Uh, we'll be there on March 2nd with Ronnie Edwards. Very cool. Boom. <clears throat> you, Mr. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, comedybar.ca. Uh, on yeah, Instagram lots. at comedybar.to. Mm-hmm. Uh, 130 shows a month. Check out the calendar wow. online. Contact us if you're curious about what to come see. Uh, Eliza Skinner is coming February 8th and 9th. Um, yeah, I don't right know. On. Sketchfest, first two weeks of March. There's a bunch of stuff coming up. Yeah. Well, thanks both of you for coming by no um, and supporting always Canadian comedy and all the stuff you guys do. And the fact that you're giving me like stage time anytime I want. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we like... wrote that down. Remember together. that? Yeah. Remember we wrote it on a piece of paper? Are yeah. you available in March? Dean mm-hmm. made it a tattoo. Dean, what do you got quick? And you're getting paid in Bitcoins. Uh, yeah. Check out <laughs> tindertales.ca because we have some uh, theater shows coming up in February. And of course, we're always at the Gladstone. Yeah. And uh, download uh, Lifehack, available now on Spotify, Google, iTunes, all the, the for things. For all the Bitcoins yeah. you got. And now for your weekly listings. Don't forget to check out comedybar.ca for upcoming shows. Check the schedule of shows there and hit up Crack Me Up Comedy Club, now open in Brampton. And of course, the 420 Comedy Club at Greenleaf Vapor Lounge. Yeah. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search the Frantics Podcast, and start downloading the best of Frantic Times. Boot to the head! And now for your Comedy Rx, this week featuring Neil Griffin. What's going on, everyone? Still got energy, I hope, eh? Let's hear it, come on, let's make sure you guys are alive. So, uh, can I brag a little bit? Is that all right? Uh, my girlfriend's 14 years younger than me, guys. Silence. I'm 38, guys, don't think I'm, I'm, going, 
I look young, so that's why I think maybe I should start with the fact that I'm 38. No, uh, uh, I, I actually started to uh, to date her just to uh, you know get some some bragging rights to my friends. You know what I mean? And guess what? Didn't give it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't care. Uh, my most of my family uh, didn't really care. My wife was guys. She did not like the girlfriend coming around. Thank you, Julia. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Against the Green Urban Tavern. Thank you, Holly Garby Penny at BosleyRealEstate.com. Thank you, Hakeem Optical. Thank you, nephew Peter. Thank you, brother Dom. He's my inspiration. He's the person my on to etch. He used to put car, like rugs over my head and then fart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I know that one. Wait, yeah. are, wait, are you thanking him for that? Yep. It was couch cushions and my cousin Sam, but same thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm Santa Cruz. Stay tuned for the Dating and Relationship Show after this, please, on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.